Yeah, I'm Ugly Petro, and you're listening to Stick and Rink Radio. Stick in Rink from Callwood. Stick and Rink. Yeah. Stick and Rink. They slayed the dragon! Okay, there okay. you go. Yeah. Brock Besser with a wrist shot. He scores! Kaboom, Brock Besser! Hopping, stopping, hopping like a rabbit. Hey, what's up? Edler to Daniel Sinner. Henrik going to the net. Daniel Sinner's Henrik Deeks scores! 1,000 points in the NHL. The oh, Canuck logo, by the way, sticking right. Just Thank you. Enough. Thanks for that. Crowd ahead for Murray. Murray going in. He scores. Pavel Murray has won it for the Vancouver Canucks. We'll do it live. Wherever you are and however you may be listening, live on the FM dial, CHLY 1017, or online at CHLY.ca, this is Stick in Rink Radio. Isha Jerome, alongside Dylan Kayser, coming to you from the heart of Nanaimo, British Columbia. No producer T here in studio again, ladies and gentlemen. We always check trail, though, so he's not there. Actually, he's moving. He's moving today, so he had a good excuse. That, that is a decent excuse. We'll give it to him. And he did say that he's either going to uh, call in or come in live to the studio in the third hour of the show. So That's he, what we call a trooper. So he's making up for it. He's making up for it. Um, How's it going, Dylan? Man, beautiful weather we're having, but ooh, is it hot today? It, it's a sizzling one today, but uh, I never thought this day would come. I really didn't. The last... Oh, man, I know. ...stick in rink radio show ever. Ever. Yeah, at C-H-L-Y, it's been... That, that's it, folks. It's a wrap. Yeah, this is the finale. We've been talking about it. Here it is. Um, It's been uh, over a year and a half. Not quite two years, but but pretty pretty darn close. It feels like two years. Well, two summers. We'll say that. Well, much. yeah, there you go. And uh, yeah, we've had a lot happen to us over the year and a half. There's been some been... highs. There have been some lows. <laughs> oh, there's been some lows. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been a hell of a time. Um, hell th- of a time. Thanks to everyone who tuned in to uh, both of our last podcast episodes episode 100 part one and part two we had some tremendous guests for both of those respected podcast episodes i think part two was was man one of the longer podcasts that we've ever had on stick and rink it was it was like it was spitting chiclets length it was just over two hours but we had uh we had alex newhook who's gonna be joining us on the show uh this week along with ralph slate who's also in the in this uh hour two gonna join us again in case all you uh, or any of you missed the podcast, but again, if you missed any part of that, you can still download it. It's up on the same feed. And we'll get into all that housekeeping notes momentarily. But it was fun because we also signed off and handed the reins over to Josh and Elijah of Ride the Pod, who are going to be taking over Stick and Ring for the Hockey Podcast Network come October. And those guys are just way too damn funny. Oh, we, we so couldn't funny. even sit there and listen to the last half of the show when they took over. It's good stuff. You you folks are in good hands, don't you worry. Oh yes. In great hands. Okay, but we got a jam-packed show. I know it's a summer episode. And I know, I know we finale, say that every week, but it but, really but is. But it's true. We got uh, actually a ton of hockey talk to get into. And, you know, in hour three, we want to have a little fun, reminisce about the times we've had here at CHLY Stick in Rink Radio. And um, a little walk down memory lane. And we have a ton of guests throughout the show. So without further ado, let's get into it. If you missed any part of the show, you can download the podcast at Stick and Rink Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. This is... The live CHLY Stick and Rink Radio Show, as we've been mentioning, ladies and gem- gentlemen. Come October 1st, 
uh, probably in a new time slot here at CHLY. Um, Stick a Rink may be back, and hopefully a few other shows from the Hockey Podcast Network, such as perhaps the Flames Unfiltered show and some other popular Western teams. Um, yeah, they may make an appearance here on CHLY. So stay tuned. Uh, to, How's that for a teaser? To Dylan's social media media account at dyl underscore thpn and myself at vi sports talk and of course at hockey pod net for more information about that, folks. Patreon, Patreon is where you're gonna find some just amazing content. Isha, speak on this. Speak on the amazing content we have on Patreon. Um, banger from Tanger. That's that's about all you gotta say, folks. It's one- raw. It's live. It's only $1. It's only $1. That's all it takes. For all the shows now. For all the shows, you get extra content uh, that only the Patreons get. Uh, some exclusive stuff. We, I mean, we uh, we crossed the line on those Patreon episodes. Those are things you're going to want to hear. Just a little bit. Just a little, just bit. a little bit. But it's it's totally worth it. Visit patreon.com slash stick in rink. And we have one more Patreon uh, show devoted to our stick and rink fans and those who've supported us for the last year. The post-game show. Uh, it's coming, folks. Uh, sorry about the delay. It's more like the post-series show. It's really a wrap-up of Stick and Ring. A wrap-up. So we've been wrap doing it up. Like, we've done Canucks segments, uh, the Canucks weekly wrap-up. This is going to be kind wrap of like up. the Stick and Rink podcast wrap-up slash Patreon post-game show. Stick and Rink, baby. Um, But again, it, one- it's like when, you know, the t- it's going to be like when the TV crew comes back after the show's done, wrapped up. Everyone comes back looking all dressed nice, and they talk about the show. We're gonna it's, we're gonna dress nice. We're gonna dress nice. Okay. And we're gonna get a tan. Oh. And we're, we're gonna show up in a suit and tie. And we're gonna reminisce about the good old times, even though it just happened like a week ago. But I already got a tan. Look at this hat line I have going yeah, on in my face. Actually, that's if you go on at Stick line. and Rink Pod on uh, Instagram, there's that tan, the same tan line from a year ago. Similar oh yeah, spot. when you're at the draft. That's right. Yeah, with uh, Aquilini and uh, and Jim Benning there, uh, folks. If you weren't listening to CHLY prior to oh. us coming on the 4 o'clock hour. The man has just left the building. Every Sunday, Shiv is here in studio playing the best of Bollywood. So make sure, uh, oh, and Hindu music. So make sure to tune in uh, 2 to 4 every Sunday, chly.ca. And, and that's really one part I'm going to miss about this. The one. community aspect the of this community station, aspect, 100%. I'm so used to listening to Shiv's music before we come on. It gets us pumped. It, it, it honestly does. We and the blue show up. prior to that. Oh, the blue show is just amazing as well. You know, we, back we got to, a good crew on the Sunday. Oh, Sunday's good. You yep. know, the soccer show at 9 o'clock. Oh. We've had some rotating. They are uh, the champions. And we, <laughs> we've had some rotating hosts. Uh, come in after us, you know, the cool cat. We had uh, Drop the Hammer. Yeah, we have the philosophy crew, I think, who we never really see. But uh, Yeah, you know, I think they're they're out somewhere. Yeah, Yeah, we'll find them. What are frogs? Finally, the best thing you can do today, folks, is uh, give us a rating and a review on iTunes. Uh, Thanks to those throughout, you know, the last two years and throughout our time at CHLY 1017 who have reviewed us. Um, Moving forward, you'll be reviewing Elijah and Josh or the Hockey Podcast Network as a whole. Um, once it's up and running October 1st. But regardless, tell us uh, how you've loved or hated the show these last two years. Quick quick question. All right, what's up? Have Josh or Elijah rated or reviewed the show yet? I, I don't check. You know, that's not me who checks. No, I mean, if they haven't, I'd be kind of disappointed. We can pull it up. Because, you know, they're, they're going to have to send this message out to the folks once they take over. That's true. They're going to be reading this stuff off. So, you I know. I mean, the bar is set high, as they mentioned, in, um, gotta walk in the, the finale walk. of Stick and Rink Podcast. Oh, absolutely. Um, and quickly, before we get into our show rundown, uh, let's run down the stick-in-rink poll question. We won't get into an extensive conversation about it at the moment, Dylan. However, we do want to run it down so everyone can 
find it. And uh, just quickly, I, I just want to say I hate the new Twitter format so much. It just Oh, the desktop Twitter format. It's, just, it's taken a few days off my life. It really has. Yeah. Okay, reminder, folks, you can find the uh, CHLY Stick and Rink Radio weekly poll question at Stick and Rink Pod. It'll be running for the next week. Uh, write-ins encourage, explain yourself, and we'll get into it, like I said, in our two. Uh, our question this week, and the final question on Stick and Rink Radio is, what is the main issue that may cause another National Hockey League lockout? Cap recapture, escrow, front-loaded contracts, or Olympic participation Again, vote at Stick in Rink Pod on Twitter. We will get into that in hour two when we uh, have a a decent number of results. It's a loaded one, folks. There's gonna there's a few answers you can throw at this one, and there's also you know there's some that we haven't listed on this poll question, and we'd love to hear from you if you have any other options on the phone lines at two five zero seven four zero one zero one seven or toll free one eight five five seven four zero one zero one seven. You call in a hockey take, or you just want to chat up with us, you know, bring up a hockey topic, or you do if you want to chime in on anything that we are going to get into for the next three hours here, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific time, CHLY1017 FM or CHLY.ca. We're going to welcome everything. And Dylan, we have so many prizes. Folks, it's the finale. We're cleaning house. It's a clearance sale here on the Sticker Ring Podcast, CHLY. We got jerseys. We've got t-shirts. You know we've what? got gift cards. It's so hot down here. I'm going to call it a fire sale. It's Woo-hoo! a fire sale, folks. How right. are you? There you go. Um, So all calls welcome. And uh, let's get into our show rundown. And there to bring us the lowdown, fresh off a of Big Apple hoedown, where there was a corned beef on rye throwdown, is showdown. Hour one, we have NHL free agency talk and trades. Um, a lot of RFAs have finally been locked up, Dylan. Before we move on, have we, we didn't really make a big deal of this, but this is a three-hour show. Just like last time, This yeah. is a three-hour banger from Tanger show, folks, so. We didn't mention once that we moved it from the 28th to no, August 4th no, either, didn't. but hey, it happened. <laughs> it just happened. It happened. Poof. But, but we're just happy. Like if you're listening, you're obviously here, so uh, Thank we're, you we're happy about that. Thank you very much. Call us. Uh, yeah, call us. And at the last half of hour one, we're going to have a great interview with Alex Newhook. Returning guest, friend of the show. He joined us three times this year. Um, That's a hat trick. It's been great. Obviously, he was a, a captain for the Victoria Grizzlies of the BCHL. Dominated last year over 100 points and had an outstanding playoff showing as well. He's participated in a ton of international competition this year for Team Canada. And it was great to catch up with him upon him being drafted in the first round to the Colorado Avalanche. So it's a great interview, folks, and we thank Alex for his participation on the show this entire year. In hour two, we're going to dive into the poll question. As Dylan and I off air, we were getting into this the other day, and we were like, hey, we got to bring this on the radio. We need something to talk about in the summer. And um, we th- encourage all our listeners to chime in on Twitter at StickInRinkPod. And then we're going to do a little, little wrap-up of all the NHL news and all the world hockey stories that have happened over the last two There's or three There's some good weeks. ones. There's some good hockey stories yeah, that we've plucked from the... Uh... It's been an interesting summer. You know, last summer we had the whole expansion thing. Um, and, you know, this year, you know, people thought it would settle down, but it, it hasn't. Well, and RFAs are being signed way later in summer as than, than expected, I think. No, it's true. I mean, Brock Besser. A classic example. Well, and even some UFAs, and I know there's always one or two that slip through the cracks, but I mean, look at Jake Gardner. He still doesn't have a contract. Yeah, no, that's, that's at least a I haven't, I haven't updated. And, and who's talking? I about haven't it? swept uh, I haven't swept up on my news feed on Twitter. I don't know. Maybe he just signed right now. And if so, hey, that's breaking that, news that on, would the, be on the radio. Luck. Let me check. 
<laughs> but anyways, we're going to close out hour two with the creator of Hockey Database, Ralph Slate. He joined us on the Stick Ring podcast, and we're going to replay that interview for you in hour two. And in spirit, he really joins us every episode because we use Hockey DB every goddamn episode. As every hockey fan, I believe. And then hour three, it's going to be a fun one. We have a moving target on some of the hosts. We're going to get into the Canucks weekly wrap-up. We have globe darting for the oh. final time here at CHLY. We're going to run down um, France hockey. Josh from Ride the Pod and now Stick in Rink and Producer T are going to join us. Again, Producer T, it's a moving target. He's a busy guy today. If he can come in studio, he may make an appearance. If not, he's going to call in and we're going to hear from Josh around 6.30. Again, it's a moving target. We're, we will keep you uh, updated, so bear with us in Hour 3, ladies and gentlemen. And I tell you what, if we haven't heard from Producer T by 6.35, we are calling him live on the radio. There you go. We ain't going to give him no warning. He's going to answer, and he's going to have to be ready. All right, there you go. Uh, the Stick Ring Podcast is a product of the Hockey Podcast Network and is brought to you by AutoSmile Limited and Sprezzabox. Enter promo code Stick and Ring for 10% off your monthly subscription. And finally, folks, remember, we are very active on Twitter. You can follow the hosts. You can follow Isha at VI Sports Talk. You can follow myself at DYL underscore Stick in Rink. And you can follow Producer T at Producer underscore T-E-E. -E. All right, let's get into some hockey talk. No, it's not. What is this stuff on here? We're talking about saving the world and all that stuff. Let's talk hockey. Shane, if that was you who, who uh, just called us, call back. There was an issue with the phone. All right. I think we're getting pranked. Uh, maybe. Uh, again, the National Hockey League portion of the Stick and Rink radio show is brought to you by our friends at AutoSmile, 3851 Shenton Road, Nanaimo, right behind Steve Marshall Ford. Uh, let's get into the rest of the National Hockey League free agent signings. Again, a big crop of RFAs, you know, Sam Bennett included from the Calgary Flames. But one in particular that I really like is Sam Girard. Yeah, Sam Girard, this, this was an interesting contract. He hasn't necessarily had a long NHL career. Uh, you could say really two full NHL seasons. He's had two Damn good seasons, though. He put up 27 points last year in his sound defensively, but he gets a seven-year contract at $5 million per. That's quite a that's quite a risk, in my opinion, for a guy who's only played two full seasons. But, you know, the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche obviously feel very comfortable with him. You know who else deserves a five-year contract? Tell me who. Shane Van Nice. How's it going, Shane? <laughs> good. Is this a front-loaded contract, Shane? Oh, I didn't. I didn't really understand. I didn't hear the whole thing you just said. But, All right, well, you um, can get out at Stick uh, Ring Pod on Twitter. You... Who, who's signing a contract? Don't don't worry about we're, it. We're signing you long term, and we yeah. want to know okay, if okay. it's bonus structured. Yeah. Or not. Do you want it front loaded, or are you down with just taking the average? Or are you down value? just to take the uh, foot rubs from Isha? I'll down. I'll, I'll take the front loaded. <laughs> oh, that's good. Good answer. Rubs. All right. All right. What's up, Shane? How's it going? It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to call and make sure I, I got my call in today. I didn't want to leave it to last minute, so. Awesome, <laughs> well, awesome. Well, good call. I mean, it's the last episode ever. You don't want to miss this one. This is crazy. Yeah. Shane, are, are you crying right now? Tell me. Yeah, because, what is this? Because we're, we're going to have a little tears going, too. I actually haven't cried in, in over five years. Whew. You be counting. <laughs> I remember the last time I cried, but it was over five years ago. No. I, I'm feeling kind of offended because we've never made you cry. All the magical and beautiful moments on this show. And we've never once made you cry, Shane. You, you listened to the finale. You didn't cry, the, the podcast finale? I'm not a very emotional person. Okay, okay. You get emotional when you talk, uh, when you rap Battle Linden, though, let me tell you. But uh, all right, Jim, what do you got for us? 
Um, I was wondering, what do you think is, is the best question you ever got? And what do you think is the worst question you ever got? Not counting Linden's stupid questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he throws in the Linden shot. Um, man, well, you've brought in so many that just have thrown us off guard and made us actually have to do some research. That's true. That's true. Um, and same with Brandon Hobbs. So honestly, right off the top of my head, and maybe throughout the show, if we think of some, we'll, we'll, we'll shout them out on the show. So off the top of my head, I can't think of one or two, Dill. Maybe you can think of one. But I will say that you and Brendan Hobbs have brought in probably the most, uh, I don't know, mind-provoking questions, thought-provoking questions. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Because, you know, you guys have sent us so many questions, and you really go <laughs> out of left field sometimes, and that's a good thing because, yeah, it makes us think. Uh, but it, it's so tough to think of one off the top of my head. But thank you, Shane, for uh, all your contributions over the last two years. Do you have a worse question? Ooh. I mean, Lyndon asking who the 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 best looking hockey fan is, and then him just writing himself after. I mean, yeah, no, that was not even really a question. Absolute. He kind of answered his own question. There's some I don't even think we read. We're like, All well, right, we've had a few questions where oh, we just didn't understand. I was what they just were gonna to say. say, yeah, we've had a few where like they're they're just not English, and uh, I think you even had a couple of those too, my friend. Yeah. I <laughs> What do you mean, me asking questions? No, no, Shane. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, yeah I, think, yeah, I think Shane, I think we might have... A couple typos uh, there, eh, bud? Had to do a few reviews on a couple of years, bud, but it's all right. I, I understand you uh, tweeted us at 4 a.m., so it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I remember one question you guys didn't like was the one where it was like, uh, um, do you ever think robots will be playing hockey on the moon? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys I, didn't like that one. I remember that one. That was early on. That was early. Season. Yeah, Shane, don't get us fired up here, bud. Basketball questions on a hockey show, but hey, we forgive. We forgive. Yeah. <laughs> Shane, we love you, buddy. Thanks for all your uh, contributions. Dylan, what are we giving away to Shane? We're, I mean, there's so many things we can give to Shane. Shane, Shane what, what do you want? What do you want? Do you want some? Do you want a, another jersey? Do you want a T-shirt? Do you want a gift card? What do you want, bud? Herbal Active Foot Rub. Well, well one thing, I, one thing I'd like is for the new Patreon episode to come out. <laughs> okay. It's coming. It's coming. Well, like like we said, we're gonna wait till you know the whole thing's wrapped up. And we're going to come back and do like a whole reunion. Suit and tie. So suit and tie, all tanned up and stuff. It's, it's going to be a fun time. Okay. Uh, I, I like, you guys can choose someone. All right. Um, well, like we'll get back to you. We won't delegate on air here because we do have a bunch of hockey talk to get into. But Shane. Oh, that's right. right. We're a hockey show. Yeah, that's right. As always, thanks again. It was outstanding, all your participation. You retweet, like, call in, listen every week. And uh, for, the, well, for the last two years, and it's it's been outstanding. I mean, you are the best fan on the Stickering Podcast. Awesome. That's what I like to hear. That, that's all you've wanted. That's all you've wanted yeah. in life. But all right, thanks, wanted. Shane. Uh, on my birthday, that's what I wish for. There you go. It came true. All right, bye. It all came true. Thanks, Shane. Yeah, and you know, at the end of the day... Making wishes come true. <laughs> that's what Stickering we do podcast, here at Stickering. But yeah, at the end of the day, now that we've wrapped everything up, I mean, no one else has the chance to be the best stick and rig fan. It's Shane. It's sealed. It's done. It's over. I mean, it can't change at this point. Nope. So congratulations, Shane. Stick and rink fan of, of the world forever. For all, right. all time. So we quick, you quickly ran over Sam Girard. Yeah, seven years at $5 million average annual value. It's a, it's a big contract. I mean, I still think this kid hasn't reached his potential. So maybe he becomes a player who's a bona fide top four, even a top two, and exceeds the, the worth of a $5 million player. Which is very possible. But maybe he doesn't. And at that point, you're locked in long term. I know he's young. He's only 21. So I guess I just haven't watched this player enough to make a final decision. And yes, two back-to-back uh, seasons where he put up 
uh, 20 points and up. And he's been dubbed a two-way player. So, I mean, that that is it's a good thing to see that he can put up points. And, you know, a decent amount of points and, and have offensive contributions and also be a two-way player. What I want to say from a Canucks perspective, as we are here based on Vancouver Island, British Columbia, Dylan, CHLY 101.7 FM, is mm-hmm. that Troy Stetcher's just licking his chops. Because if he continues to put up 20, maybe 30 points, when his two-year bridge deals up, and I believe after next season it's up, and he makes, what, 2.2, 2.5, he could command a five-year deal because Troy Stetcher is a little bit older. I think he's 24 now, or when the deal will be up. He could command like a five-year deal at $5 million, and cha-ching. Well, do you, do you think the I think, would do that for well, Troy Stetcher? I think he's better than Sam. I think he's as good from what I've seen of both players, and obviously I've seen Troy Stetcher play more, but from what I've read about Sam Girard and what I've, what I've seen of this player... He, uh, he plays a very similar game as Troy Stetcher, and he's a similar stature. He's not the biggest guy either, but a triangle-shaped type player. <laughs> the old triangle on skates. But uh, it, I agree with your uh, statement about the contract, though. I mean, it is quite risky, like I said before. Uh, but there's also the potential that he exceeds that $5 million value. He's only 21, so when this guy hits 24 or 25, he could be a $6, 7000000 million guy. We just yeah. don't know. It's hard to say, so... Either way, I mean, Sam Gerrard got paid. That's true. And what a contract it is. All right, we got to fire through these because we had a long intro and Shane joined us in hour one. Again, thanks for listening, Shane. I know you're still... You still got your radio bumping or you may be listening online, chly.ca. Let's move on to Andre Vasileski. Eight years, $9.5 million annual average value with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, this deal is... It's crazy big. It's it's crazy big, Dylan. And I don't know if I like that for a goalie. We talked about that. Um, in, I don't know on the last radio show, but definitely in the last few podcasts that Sergei Bobrovsky's ten million dollar contract. I and I know he's much older than Vasilevsky, but that was just too long. And it's too, it's not even that it's too long. It's too long, obviously, for his age. But it's just too much for a goalie with term with that much term. Yeah, I mean, you really handcuff yourself when you're when you're committing. Nine point five to the goaltender. Then your backup is a million, million and a half. That's eleven, twelve million dollars committed to just your goaltending. Yeah. And you know, if you look at the teams that have won Stanley Cups in the last decade or so, there's not many that have spent over you know seven million dollars on their goaltending. No, and and I get it with a team like Florida, not in regards to again Bobrovsky's age because you're signing a thirty year old goaltender to you know a, a max contract essentially in the National Hockey League in regards to terms. But to, to Vasilevsky, it's I get you want to wa- lock up the young guy, but this is a team that can't really crunch him in. I mean, it, I mean they're, they're doing it, but it's very hard with Florida. I can understand it a little bit more because you know they have money to spend. Though again, I absolutely agree with you. This is this kind of handcuffs your team down the road, especially when you want to be a Stanley Cup team and competitive. Florida, they just want to be a competitive team right now and. Last year, they were just leaking goals because of their poor defense. And let's be honest, you know, Roberto Luongo, who wasn't healthy, and James Reimer, who just could not play in that system. So goalie Bob is going to help in that regard. But for Tampa Bay, and I know we'll talk about the trades that they've made later on in this show that freed up some space for them to, to sign Vasilevsky and now Braden Point, who's still an RFA. But man, it's just... It's just too much for too long. I I just I don't like it with goaltenders, and I don't know why. Because well, there's there's some people like Kevin Woodley, for example, who we've had on the show, you know, goaltending guru for NHL.com and in Goal Magazine. He says, well, goalies deserve it like any other player, and to a certain degree, I can get it. I mean, you're specializing 
in this position, but uh, it's just it's one position. That's the thing. Well, and goalies are always such a wild card too. You know, you sign an eight-year deal, you don't really know what kind of player he's going to be in five years. I mean, goalies change and swing so much and so drastically in some instances. I mean, Vasilevsky, I mean, I'm fairly confident that he's going to continue to be a solid goaltender. His numbers have been unreal his entire career, but, you know, there's there's always that factor. There there really is. His numbers have been good, though, in front of an outstanding de- defense. That's true. He's, and an outstanding offense, too. He was the backup goalie for Bishop, you know, for Ben Bishop, when Ben Bishop was the top goalie and Vesna candidate at the time with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I'm not saying that that's the reason, because he is a great goaltender, but... You know, 2017-18, 92 save percentage, 92-5 in 2018-19. I mean, he's played outstanding um, with, with his appearances with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Even when he split time as the backup goalie, he's always put up a 9-10 up. Yeah, so, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's just a huge contract. Hopefully it works out for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Hopefully they don't have to, you know, sacrifice too much of the other talent on the team to keep contracts like this. It's just because goalies too, Dylan, are playing more butterfly and uh, a more of a ground game. Back in the day, it was it was a stand-up game. So their groins, their hip flexors, their knees, they weren't at, they don't they didn't get as banged up as they do today. So that's the consistency factor that we're trying to highlight here. Um, and Linus Allmark, speaking of uh, goaltenders, one year, one point three five annual average value with the Buffalo Sabers. I mean, they're they're trying to find a, a solid backup here and just a tandem. Yeah, you know he's he's had a pretty good uh, he had a pretty good season with the Buffalo Sabers, and uh, yeah, I mean Buffalo is a a team that's always struggled to find a consistent goaltending well, since ever Ryan since Miller, yeah. Ryan Miller, yeah. So I mean I don't think he's the answer, and I don't think the Buffalo Sabers think that, but he's at least a stopgap, you know, for the uh, short term future. Uh, moving right along, uh, Buffalo again reups Jake McCabe to two year deal, two point eight five million dollars annually um essentially a bridge deal for young jake poo yeah uh a bridge deal fairly high dollar value i was i was a little bit surprised it was close to three billion dollars but you know a guy who can play pretty consistent uh defense he's not a flashy guy but you know that's that's something that they need on buffalo a guy who can play solid defense you know you don't have to worry about this guy when he's on the ice and i can't imagine too he got a ton of minutes with the the young defenders who put up points respectively for the Buffalo Sabres but who you know like Rasmus Ristolainen but who don't necessarily play a defensive game obviously this guy's a puck mover you're paying him over four million dollars he's going to get more minutes than the shutdown guy Jake McCabe um but a respectable 14 points in 59 games his career high is 20 in 76 games I mean he's always been on pace for a 20 goal season or sorry a 20 point season as a a two-way defender so kind of like what we saw with you know a Troy Stetcher, they're, they're getting those type of bridge deals right now. He's 25 years old. Um, you know, at 27, if he, you know, blossoms into anything more or remains the same, he could still command over three million dollars. Let's say a a, a a three to five year deal max. So he's still gonna try to get his money. Yeah, and I mean, on a bad team that has a fairly weak defense, this is a guy who can maybe squeak into your top four, round it out at, you know, three, four million dollars down the road if need be. Yeah, and I don't have his advanced stats in front of me as we're firing through this, ladies and gentlemen, but is it, it is important to note that in his 59 game appearance with the Buffalo Sabres last year, he was only a dash four. Now, if you look at some of their forwards and, you know, Rasmus Ristolainen, for example, way more than a dash four, let me tell you, and only a dash 11 in 2017-18. I mean, every time he's been in the National Hockey League, he's been 
just under zero. And I know you're thinking 11 is not just under zero, but for the Buffalo Sabres, these last years who were leaking goals, that's not bad. And that's just, I know those you can't put a lot of weight into those stats, but it's just something that, hell, I'm on Hockey DB. Shout out Ralph Slate. Um, it, it's just something that, that uh, popped up to me r- right off the bat. Uh, another signing, another goaltender that signed a Another contract. bridge. David Riddich signed a two-year contract <laughs> worth $2.75 million per season. I, I like it because uh, the Calgary Flames still do not know if he can, again, be consistent as their number one. Because I, I don't want to say he was streaky last year, but like every goaltender, he had his ups and downs. And his downs, his lows, I think were, were deeper than his highs. They were deeper than the uh, depths of CHLY. Oh, Man, it's it's, That's it's hot as hell really down is. here. Yeah, but you know the Calgary Flames. Mike Smith did a pretty good job for them. I think they're just worried. For an old fart, yeah. For an old fart, they're just worried about the playoffs at this point. They know they're gonna have a pretty good regular season, but can whatever goaltender they bring on perform in the playoffs? And that's why you know they they didn't want to commit too much to Riddick because. You know, it's but like, he didn't play in the playoffs. No, so I know, it was, but it's like you got you got to show me what you can do in the playoffs just before we can give you any kind of money. Yeah, in his four playoff appearances with the Stockton Heat in 2016-2017, put up decent numbers. I know it's only four games, but 9-17 um, save percentage. 45 games with the Calgary Flames, 2.6 goals against average, 91 save percentage. So again, they just want to see what this guy has. I don't want to blame him for everything last year because the Calgary Flames defense wasn't as good as it usually is. Regardless, um, I do like this deal. Yeah, uh, it's fairly, you know, cost-effective deal. There's not much risk here. So, yeah, it's not a bad deal for the Calgary Flames. Um, should we move on to New Jersey, who, man, they've been busy. And holy crap, they may have a great defense core. Yeah, and they, they've really killed it this offseason. In my opinion, I, I'd put them up there in the top three teams as far as uh, being productive this offseason. Signing Will Butcher to a three-year contract worth 373 $3 million last year. He put up 30 points in 78 games. The year before, his rookie season, he put up 44 points in 81 games as wow. a defenseman. Wow. So this guy can put up points. And you know what? With the guys that they've added, you know, adding P.K. Subban to the back end there, I, I think this guy can put up 40 points again. And at $3.75 million, that is a steal. We forget Sammy Vatten is also on this team. Yeah, who is also a great defenseman. So, I mean... Yeah, the New Jersey Devils are looking pretty damn good. They, they've they killed it this offseason with their acquisitions, and they're still young, and they still have room to spend. They, yeah, they do. And with deals like this going into the future, yeah, it's only three years, but you have a 40-point a defenseman at $3.7 million in the modern NHL. That gives you so much flexibility to move around and make other moves, which, you know, I know they've made a lot of moves this offseason, the New Jersey Devils, but there could be more. There, there always could be more of this team. Um, and a team who's also made a ton of moves uh, in the very early part of their existence. The Vegas Golden Knights. Um, they traded away Nikita Gusev to, you guessed it, folks, the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, so th- this was an interesting move. Nikita Gusev um, goes to the New Jersey Devils in exchange for a second round pick in the 2020 draft and a third round draft pick in the 2021 draft. Uh, as far as value-wise, what what do you think here? Do you think Vegas got enough for Nikita Gusev? 
I think so because he a he wasn't going to report because Vegas couldn't pay him north of four million dollars. That that's what he wanted. He wanted a little bit more than four million dollars, and a little bit more than four million dollars is what he got at four point five for two years. Um, it, it was just it was just the way of the road, as as uh, as Ricky says. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, you know they got a second and a third round draft pick for a guy who has not played a game in the NHL. That is true. And you know, though he may be the next Panarin, he's 27 years old. Yes, he's in his prime. He's a right-handed winger who's too skilled for the KHL, putting up 82 points last year. He was the leading scorer in the league. And the year prior, 62 points in 54 games. The year prior, 71 points. So he's been putting up point per game plus for almost his entire KHL or you know young KHL career. And you know he's going to have great players in New Jersey to play with. So I don't think... He's going to have any issues putting up the production. But at the same point, you know, looking back from the Vegas perspective, like we said, he's never played a game in the NHL. He could come in and be an absolute bust. We've seen that happen over the years before. If these guys can put up... Valley Nikushin? Nikushin, yeah. Uh, you know, we've seen if guys can put up points, uh, you know, overseas. Um, so, yeah, it's really a, a wait and see here. And the fact, you know, Vegas, they were in a good situation. Teams knew that they couldn't re-sign him. So the fact that they got a couple good pieces, a couple good draft picks, I, I think that says a lot. Yeah, I liked the deal on both ends. I I think New Jersey's just the overall winner because they've had a hell of an offseason and really have become, they've left the basement. They've become a competitive team in the National Hockey League, especially in the East, which, let's be honest, it's more talented than the West. It may even be tougher than the West right now. Um, and I like it for the Vegas Golden Knights, who got value for, like you said, a player who hasn't even stepped foot on NHL ice yet. Um, let's move on. The Tampa Bay Lightning acquire Mike Condon, a sixth-round pick in the 2020 NHL draft from the Ottawa Senators in exchange for Ryan Callahan, who I imagine is going right on LTIR, and a fifth-round pick in the 2020 draft. So this is, like we mentioned earlier in the show, the Tampa Bay Lightning um, getting rid of Ryan Callahan's cap hit to make room for both, you know, uh, Vasilevsky, Andre Vasilevsky, who they signed to that massive deal, and now they're turning their focus on Braden Point, who I I mentioned on the podcast, and that I think Braden Point may have to settle for a two-year deal at whatever whatever uh, the cap hit may be that coincides with the exact amount of space cap space that the Tampa Bay Lightning have. Yeah, it might come down to that. You know, they they relieved a little bit of cap space, like we said. By moving Ryan Callahan, and they did a pretty good job moving He's Callahan. What, over four million dollars. Here, I'll find it. I'll Google on the air. Yeah, and they, you know, they didn't really give up much as far as assets go to get rid of Callahan's contract, which was nice as well. So I'd say that's a win for the Tampa Bay Lightning. But you know, like you said, there's there's so little cap space to get Braden Point. Maybe they're gonna have to make another move. Maybe not, you know, such a drastic move, but maybe clearing up just another two, three million to get. Get that extra money for his contract. They may have to, but again, if Braden Point doesn't want to break up the ban, we're going to see Kalorn, we're going to see Palop, and we're going to see uh, Tyler Johnson back on this team. But man, yeah. his cap is at a whopping $5.8 million. He had a modified wow. no trade. So, a round of applause to Tampa Bay. Like, wow, especially if they can lock up uh, Braden Point for a two-year bridge deal or even a one. Like, how crazy would it be if it was a one-year deal and if they don't make it, if Tampa Bay cannot win the Stanley Cup, then he's like, you know what? Screw the band. I'm making my money. And well, we've talked about that in past episodes. You know, if the price tag is as tight as we think it is, and they're literally going to pay them, you know, what they can. $5.8 million, you know, 5.56 million, maybe. I don't know what it is right now in front of me. In that case, a one-year contract wouldn't actually surprise me because it's, it doesn't really benefit Braden Point to take anything more than a one-year contract at that point because he knows he's worth more than that. 
Uh, absolutely. I I'm just saying, though, like, if he thinks, hey, we can do this, well, let's try it one more time. Last year was an anomaly. You know, we're the best with this team together. Let let's see if we can do it. Well, yeah, but still do that on one-year contract. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nothing more than that, baby. Yep. All right. Um, We're going to get into to more. We're going to get in, dive deeper, I guess, I should say, into this trade in hour two. But we want to bring it up as uh, we're wrapping up here our NHL. Wrap it up. <laughs> NHL uh, free agent and trade talk here on CHLY 101.7 FM, Stick and Rink Radio, the finale. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs acquire a fourth-round pick in the 2020 NHL draft and forward... David Clarkson, who, side note, who they signed to a ridiculous deal a few years ago from the Vegas Golden Knights, who, again, were busy in exchange for goaltender Garrett Sparks. I believe he made a couple backup appearances with the Toronto Maple Leafs last year. They had high hopes for him, but he hasn't really panned out. He's an AHL guy and maybe a backup who comes in every now and then. Like I said, this is a good segue for us to get into uh, or to talk about into our two because we're going to talk about more of, you know, NHL news and how this relates to our poll question, but right off the bat, Dylan, how crazy is this? Well, it is pretty crazy to see David Clarkson's name again, first off, and to see him returning to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I, don't know, I guess it makes a lot of sense. Lawrence Gilman, man, the, the <laughs> yeah. cap guru, because basically they acquired another LTIR player because they have Nathan Horton under contract too. Right. They, now they have two players at just over $5 million that they can can declare on their roster on uh, opening day and then put them on LTIR, clear $10 million cap space for whom? Mitch Marner. Mr. Mitch Marner. What a, what a move. I know we gave him a, a, t a hat tip, you know, a, a cap too tip often. on uh, Sigmund Podcast on the finale, and we're doing it again here, but wow. And, and, and it has uh, has everything to do with our poll question, too, which we'll run down in hour two. Um, wow, just again, unbelievable trade by the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, it really pisses me off as a Vancouver Canucks fan and as a hockey fan in general because it's stuff like this that may cause the National Hockey League to go into a lockout again. Yeah, absolutely. And folks, remember, you can vote on our poll question at Stick in Rink Pod on Twitter. Uh, check out the podcast for more hockey stories, folks. You can download the podcast at Stick Rink Podcast for free on any podcast, podcast app. And, uh, of course, SoundCloud. We share stories on Facebook and Twitter. Please rate and review five stars, baby, on any podcast app. Don't forget to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash stickandrinkpodcast. Help us reach our goals. We have exclusive content for all of our loyal patrons. And, folks, $1 will get you the latest Patreon post-game show. It's a, it's a, it's a big one coming uh, in the next few days here. But also, we'll give you access to all of the past Patreon shows that we have posted on Patreon for our, our exclusive patrons. All right. We need a break, Dylan, because it's getting hot here in the studio. Um, we're going to bring on Alex Newhook, former captain of the Victoria Grizzlies, now a Boston College Eagle, and a first-round pick of the Colorado Avalanche in the 2019 NHL entry draft. Alex, Alex has given us a ton of his time this year, so we wanted to, again, extend our thanks to you, Alex. Congratulations on being drafted. Um, good luck, in, uh, at Boston College. We're going to catch up down the road. I told Alex, you know, first semester can be a little crazy in, in university, and then also pff, you got college hockey, Division One NCAA hockey to worry about. We'll, uh, we won't bother you for a little while, but we will catch up with Alex in future ventures, folks, down the road. Um, and maybe, you know, our Colorado Avalanche podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network can reach out to him as well. Um, before we bring Alex on the line, on the other side, folks, more National Hockey League talk. We got Canucks talk. We're bringing on Ralph Slate, creator 
of Hockey Database. We got producer T, we got Josh from Ride the Pod, and possibly a few others swinging by here, all on CHLY 1017 FM, Stick in Rink Radio, the finale, baby. All right, everybody, this is a real treat. Former captain, the top center of the Victoria Grizzlies of the BCHL, now a first-round pick of the Colorado Avalanche, off to Boston College. It is our pleasure to bring back friend of the show, Alex Newhook. And first of all, congratulations on both the tremendous BCHL season and being drafted into the National Hockey League, buddy. Really appreciate you making time for us in what I imagine is such a busy summer. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Anytime, anytime. All right, well, let's start with the draft. Uh, describe the whole experience in Vancouver. I mean, there's a big local support group here on the West Coast. However, an even bigger support group from your family and friends, which has been widely seen via that clip of you celebrating with your boys on Twitter. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a crazy week. It's hard to really put together a few words to you know describe the whole experience. But um, like you said, I mean, being able to share it with, uh, you know, with a large amount of my family and friends and, um, you know, even, even teammates and and former teammates, and, and really, uh, you know, a lot of people that I was connected with, being able to watch it and kind of be able to live a bit through me was, uh, it was great, and, and the support I received from everyone was uh, just unbelievable. Um, there were various reports of you meeting with the Vancouver Canucks prior to the draft. Um, what other teams did you meet with or, or speak with prior to the NHL entry draft, and do you believe the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche is ultimately a good fit for your skill set down the road? Yeah, um, yeah, I met with uh, I met with Vancouver before. I met with Colorado before the draft again. Um, a lot of teams met with at the combine, so uh, you know it's was, it was kind of tough to um, you know to really have a have a feeling as to as to what team uh, you know I was going to go to on on draft day. So uh, I was just being patient with it, but I was you know super fortunate to, to be in Colorado. It's you know in terms of teams that are you know set up for the future, I think right now Colorado's you know in one of the best spots, having a young team and. And for me, you know, having the opportunity to, to be among that young core to, you know, moving forward and, and um, you know, to, to potentially be a part of a team that could be in, uh, you know, in contention for the next uh, the next two years, it's, it's really exciting and, and I'm really looking forward to it. Well, absolutely. And you said it. it must be just so exciting. And here as a BC hockey fan and someone in the media who, you know, covers junior hockey, I thought it was so cool that, you know, the, the top BC player from the dub and the top BC player from the BCHL both go to the Colorado Avalanche. So that must have been really cool to uh, to be selected uh, a little bit after Bowen Byram. And is there anyone else on uh, the Colorado Avalanche team that you know or have trained with? I mean, like you said, it's a relatively young team after all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm good buddies with uh, Matt Steinberg. I drafted the third round by Colorado. Um, Hellison, guy that's going to BC with me next year. Um, I've uh, met McCain a few times before, so it's kind of nice to have a bit of a, a, bit of a connection there. Um, I mean, Joe and McCarr, I got to speak with them a little bit. Uh, junior A guys that have kind of been through the same kind of thing as me, um, you know, leading up to their pro careers. So um, it's nice to have a bit of that connection there, too. And, and um, yeah, I mean, a great group of guys that, you know, hopefully I'll get to you know, meet, meet a few of the other guys in, in the years to come. Absolutely. Uh, Folks, we're joined by Alex Newhook, former Victoria Grizzly, now an Eagle with Boston College. He's also a first-round pick of the Colorado Avalanche. Not a big deal. Tell us about your experience at the NHL Combine, Alex. Uh, Look, as a sports fan, I know it's not the be-all, end-all like it can be with the NFL, for example, but there are obvious key advantages of a pre-draft hockey combine for NHL franchises and young players such as yourself alike. Yeah, uh, great experience. They they put on a great event there in in Buffalo, and uh, being able to be with you know the top guys in the class, top guys in the world, it was um, 
it's cool to get to know some of those guys. Um, a lot of meetings, a lot of interviews, and um, you know, the, 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 the testing as well. Um, it all kind of comes together for a great week and, and a great way to showcase yourself. Um, we talked about being overlooked by Team Canada in the past, but this last summer when they came calling, you answered, and boy, did you ever answer at the IIHF Men's U18, scoring five goals and ten points in seven games. What was it like playing with some of Canada's best prospects, you know, for example, Peyton Krebs and Dylan uh, Cousins, and, and furthermore, demonstrating that a talent such as yourself, uh, who developed in the BCHL, can not only skate with the best, but also produce with some of the best prospects in the world? Yeah, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a great tournament. I think uh, being able to play with some of the top guys in, in the country and uh, and top guys in the world, it was uh, you know it was pretty cool. Really, the first time that I've uh, been able to be at that stage, and um, you know I, I really just tried to make the most of it. I mean, you know, definitely had a bit of a had a bit of a turn in my stomach from from the whole of the past summer. So um, just getting back to that stage and, and just wanted as much as I can with it while I was while I was there with that team was really my approach to it and. Um, I was lucky to play with some great players, but, but at the end of the day, doing as much as I could was, um, you know, it was, it was great, and I'm, I'm proud of my performance there. And I'm sure all of Canada is proud of you as well, sir. Are you getting excited about Boston College next season? Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, it's nice that it's finally here. It's been a long time coming, so um, now that it's right around the corner, it's, um, it's I'm super excited to get there. Um, obviously, you probably you've met or you probably talked to uh, those involved on the hockey club, but have you met in person with anyone yet, or have you spoken to uh, to someone in regards to what your role or potential role may be next season and where you might fit in with some of your uh, new teammates? Yeah, um, yeah, I've definitely been in contact with the coaches and stuff over the past years, and, and uh, I think, you know, them seeing me develop and stuff, they've uh, they gave a lot of, lost a bit of strength down the middle, so... Uh, you know, how, how we actually step in to be a you know first second line centerman this year is, is exciting, and uh, that's that's where I want to play, and I think that's where they expect me to be. So um, we'll see what happens, but um, I, that, you know that that's where I you know, I'd hope to be, and and uh, we should have a really strong team, so it's exciting. So you project yourself as a center at the NCAA Division One level. Do you project yourself as a center at the NHL level? Um. I don't know. I, I think uh, you know. I think I show that I can play both positions and, and be effective at both. Um, I, you know, I, I don't really have. I mean, I like playing the middle. I've played the middle for most of my career, but um, you know, I think at the next level, um, having that that adaptability to play either wing or center, um, it's not a huge deal to me. You know, wherever I've been in in a pro lineup, and that's where I'll be. And and um, you know, it's uh, you know, it's not a huge deal to me, really. What position? Lastly, Alex, uh, what is the BC Hockey League. What what has the BC Hockey League meant to you, both as a developing young man and a hockey player? And we'll end off with this one, sir. The floor is yours. Yeah, um, it's you know it, it's been such a great year in Victoria. I, I couldn't really ask for anything more. I think you know being out there in, in junior hockey itself, it's, uh, it's a different lifestyle and, and getting used to that. Um, but but at the same time, you know having having a balanced school, having a balanced uh, you know responsibilities outside of hockey and. And then, you know, being, being a leader in the second year, being a captain, and, and just really building relationships both years with teammates, coaches, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it's been such a great two years, such a great experience for me. Um, Victoria has been, uh, you know, it's really been my home away from home for the past two years, and, and it's a place that's going to be close to my heart for a long time. 
Alex, you're mature and smart and hell of a hockey player. As always, we thank you for your time and all the time you've provided us here on Stick and Rink. The Canucks are our team, but you better believe the Eagles and Avs will have some local fans as long as Alex Newhook is wearing their respected sweater. Keep up the amazing work, buddy, and have a good summer. I hope to catch up with you uh, once you're comfortable in college. For sure. All right. Thanks again for having me.